Hey, chiropractors and marketers, we are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Today, I've got an interview with uh, Billy Sticker. He is a marketing specialist and he focuses most of his energy on the chiropractic profession and helping chiropractors uh, grow their business. And we're going to dive into one thing he's doing. He, he's got multiple layers to his business that fall under uh, marketing. But one of the things that he does is helps expedite producing a book for your community. It's one of the things that we had an interview with a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to tie in uh, having someone on the show that specializes in marketing and also in producing books for uh, chiropractors and try to make you realize it's not as cumbersome as as you would potentially think it is. Because again, we're not, as we'll discuss in this episode, uh, we're not trying to turn you into a New York Times bestselling author or make you know tons of money off of the book sales, but we're trying to position you as an authority within a niche in, in your community and then also take that content. And as you'll hear in this episode, we talk about how you can repurpose it and how you can distribute this book to really position yourself as an expert in the community around a niche that will help drive your business. And so it's a really good wide-ranging interview. And uh, I met Billy first a, a year ago at a mastermind group on marketing and really liked a lot of the thought process he had around uh, marketing and how it can pertain to our profession. So we really focused on the book stuff. I could have probably gone into Facebook ads and other types of uh, Google and uh, other marketing aspects, but we, we try to stick with the book. So we'll dive into that interview. But before we do our kind of new little thing, go over some wins and some obstacles and, and a Facebook highlight, you know, one of the big uh, wins that we've, we've had this week was we did a, we had a really good networking event that we went to as attorneys and doctors. You know, in Florida, personal injury is pretty big down here. Uh, I'm not a big player in it by any stretch of the imagination. Most of the personal injury patients that I do get, even though it pays really well, are just referrals from patients or current patients that get into injuries and things of that nature. So it's not like I'm out doing a ton of marketing network with attorneys. I probably should do more, uh, looking to do some more, but we had a really cool event that I went to and it was uh, enjoyable to, to say the least. Connected with some people, got some good contacts and I'll try to follow up. That. So that's going to be one of the things that I dive into here coming up. One of the obstacles has been over the last uh, couple of weeks, I have been trying to cover the Miami office. We have two locations. The main one I'm in is the Boca Raton one, but we have one in Miami and the uh, the doctor that runs that office is on his honeymoon. So we've had to hire a coverage doc, but also me go down there a couple of times a week. So it's been a, a really busy week for me to try to get everything done. But one of the take-homes I want you to have from this is to try to, you know, if you're a solo practitioner in your own practice, and, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, taking vacations. So I, I hate when I hear people not taking vacations for years because they don't have, you know, they have their own practice and they have no way of, of surviving if they close the practice for a couple of weeks. But I highly encourage you to take vacations, but also set in place a system and have some contacts that can do coverage for you and make sure that you have that ironed out as you do it. But uh, definitely take vacations Definitely have a system or coverage doc if you don't have one. And if you have an associate, then you have no excuse. So take vacations. That's the take home. And then lastly, the Facebook highlight. You know, I just wanted to read a 
it's kind of a testimonial from Dr. Joe Denke, and I, I really appreciated this, and he had mentioned it in the Facebook group, and I'm just going to read it and kind of go from there. And so he, um, he wanted to thank me publicly for the, for the information that I've made available. You know, he's, he goes, I started listening to your podcast and reading your blog a few months ago, and it's helped me fine-tune my online marketing. Uh, in 2017, I averaged 40 new, 49 new patients per month. In March of this year, I had 65, and in April, I had 74. And now, the first week of May, I had 21 new patients. So 21 in one week, not, not bad. And I just hired an associate. So he said, thanks again, Doc. I appreciate it. So it was nice to have someone utilize the information that we've been giving uh, for free and uh, and really turn uh, that into, obviously, significant results and, and hopefully life-changing results for him, his practice, and his four freedoms. Four freedoms being, you know, freedom of time. By hiring an associate now, he will have more time on his hands to focus within his unique ability. The other one is freedom of money. Obviously, if you're bringing in 21 new patients in a week and 65 in a month, 74 in a month, you know, you're probably doing okay with the finances as long as you have a good relationship with money freedom of purpose. So he can focus on, on that and then freedom of relationship. So maybe that's spending more time with his family and such, uh, or just the types of business relationships that he wants to deal with and not have to take patients he doesn't want or do things that he doesn't want within his practice. So uh, exciting to see folks that are doing well. And I wanted to just round out the introduction with that little kind of a testimonial there. So thanks again, doc. I appreciate the, the kind words. And uh, let's uh, dive into the episode with uh, Billy Sticker. All right. Welcome to the show, Billy. I really appreciate your time today. I'm excited to dive into some chiropractic marketing and obviously discuss some book publishing and different details of that. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, both personally and professionally. First off, Kevin, thanks for having me on the show. You are doing some great things. I love the group and just, I think I was not necessarily the first one, but you know, I think I was in that first kind of core group whenever you first started it and just to see how big it's grown and engagement that you're getting in there. And then what you have going on with the show, just props to you, man, keep it up. It's obviously, there's a lot of doctors out there finding value in it. So, you know, thanks for asking me on the show. Yeah. My background just over 11 years ago, I went to work in office for a chiropractor here locally, and uh, we had two different offices. Uh, we had the main office and then a satellite office that an associate ran, and I was the marketer. I was the one out in the community. I did uh, any kind of lectures going on outside of the office. I did all the screenings, trade shows, health fairs, all of that. I even did the in-office workshops, and I closed them on care plans. I would do the financials. Really, the only thing I didn't do was adjust, but I really fell in love with the profession in general. It lines up with who I am as a believer that, you know, God created our bodies to heal. He just doesn't need any interference. But my contribution to the profession really is more from a marketing standpoint. I've written a couple of books, had some articles published in Cairo Economics, and, uh, you know, I do travel and speak a lot at the different events, but I see things through a marketing lens. And so that's, you know, most businesses struggle not because of they're not good at what they do or they don't offer a good product or service. It's because not enough people know about their product or service. So that's really where we come in. It's like, how can we help you 
package your message and get it to the right people. You know, whether that's through Facebook stuff, which right now we're working with about 120 chiropractic offices uh, running their Facebook ads, but we do a lot of books. We help doctors actually write books. Sometimes we just go alongside them and and we'll help them do all the work, uh, or sometimes they'll just get us to do it for them. But it's important, and I think that's a huge piece. It builds a lot of credibility for these offices, which we'll get more into that in a minute. I, I don't, and I can just sit here and just ramble about some of this stuff. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I appreciate the information, and obviously, we will dive more into books. And and aside from that, I just wanted to pick your brain on one thing. You know, obviously, aside from the book thing, what is one of the aspects of marketing you are most excited about for chiropractors, uh, other than writing a book? I don't think there's ever been a better time to be in practice or to have a business than right now. I know there's a lot of chiropractors that, you know, say, well, what about the Mercedes 80s whenever, you know, just insurance was covering everything. But think about this. How many people drive past your office every day that are your ideal patients, but they don't know what you do? You know, studies show that roughly 6% of Americans have have seen a chiropractor before. Well, I think that may be a little bit high. But you and I both know that even if it is 6%, that does not mean that 6% of the population knows what chiropractic is. So how can we take your message of what chiropractic is, how you practice in your office, and reach those people? Well, we've never had the tools available to us like we do today. I mean, whether it is Facebook or YouTube, a lot of the different social medias, just the way they allow us to target online and then the ability that you do have to write a book and get a book published and then use that as a platform to really penetrate your local market and get your message out there. There's just a lot of tools that are very, very affordable now that allow you to package that message and deliver it to the specific person that you want it to reach. Yeah, I agree with that. And obviously, another one is Google. I mean, think about pre-Google, how you had to try to get in front of people. And, you know, obviously, having street signage was a big deal or having a full page in a, in a yellow book or telephone book was was a big deal. Uh, but now you can accomplish a lot of that stuff without the cost of that. Or, you know, you can be inside of different areas uh, and still get tons of uh, exposure through the through the Internet. Oh, it's huge. And one of the things that we do is, for example, let's just take Facebook and Google. I mean, those are the the two giants out there right now. A Facebook lead is going to be a lot like a screening. Nobody's going on Facebook looking for a chiropractor. But if you're doing everything right, I mean, you can still get a lot of great patients from Facebook. Google, if somebody goes to Google, they're looking for your services. So they're going to be a bit more a warm of a lead. And here's a tip right now that everybody needs to be doing. Make sure you have your Facebook pixel set up on your page, on your website, because right now you have people, a certain amount of people going to your website from Google and every office is going to be different. Depends on what part of the country you're in and how well your SEO and all that stuff's done. But you can actually capture those people that are already going to your, to your website from Google and then spend literally 30 bucks a month on Facebook to retarget just the people that went to your website. That's huge. Oh, it's huge. And because you know, those are very high quality people, especially docs that are doing Google AdWords and things like that. Uh, You can spend just a little bit more on Facebook as long as it's set up properly. And it's easy, easy to do. 
And I mean, it can, you know, two to three X your return on your investment from what you're already doing on Google. And that's how you find the people on Facebook that are already looking for your services. So there's just a lot of different strategies and tools like that that we that we have available now that we've just never had in the past. Yeah, and, and obviously not every chiropractor in your area is doing it. So if you are, you have that leg up for sure. And, you know, I know in, insurance reimbursement might, might not be what it was in the past and as good, but you have the ability to do things as a chiropractor now that maybe weren't uh, open to them in the 80s and, and early 90s. So definitely a positive spin on it. Sure. Perfect. Definitely. Thank you for that information. So uh, let's dive into it. You know, I, obviously you're working with chiropractors on on books. I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago where he did self-publish a book and he's seeing some good results from that. But what in your mind are some of the best reasons why a chiropractor should publish a book? One, it gives you some authority. I think there's a reason that the root word of authority is author, mm-hmm. you know, okay. because yeah, makes sense. it really does help set you apart. I remember was on the worship team at our church and there was a guy that we'd been friends and, you know, church acquaintances for some years. And uh, we were at rehearsal one night and he's like, Billy, I didn't know you've written a couple of books. I was like, yeah, you know, we, we just kind of, that's really about all it was. But he started treating me different Yeah, <laughs> just because of that, you know, but people do, people want to, you know, if you've written the book on, on whatever topic it is, it's just another reason for people to want to go to you. You know, one of our clients is a three-time Olympic athlete, and we were talking about, you know, whether or not to use that in the marketing. And I was like, absolutely, because who wouldn't want to say my chiropractor is an Olympic athlete, you know, or my chiropractor is an author. So it's just something that you can use to really set yourself apart. But you can also use it as a textbook for your patients, for patient education. What would you want to teach your patient to make them your ideal patient? And you can just come up with a list of things and just do a a short chapter on each one of these topics, which we've had doctors do, obviously, you know, stuff specifically to chiropractic. We've had some thyroid books, neuropathy, uh, just overall functional medicine. One of our doctors in Chicago, he did a book called Overlooked. It was these seven core values that most people overlook. And we had a chapter on faith, a chapter on relationships and family. And so it, it doesn't have to just be health related. Gotcha. You can take your message that you want to get out and you can package it now and deliver it to those people. So, uh, I mean, that's one reason, you know, Dr. Uh, Gilles Lamarche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, okay. We were talking and which, you know, he was down in Puerto Rico with us whenever we met last year. That's how I met him. Yeah. And then uh, I was at an event in Virginia. We were both speaking at back, I guess it was in October. And he said, you know, he practiced up in Canada, mm-hmm. saw seven to 800 uh, visits a week. Only marketing he ever did was he had a couple of books that he had written. And he had a specific strategy that he would use. He wouldn't just give them to everybody. It wasn't just like a fancy business card. He had some specific strategies he used with his books. But he said, without a doubt, that is what allowed him to see the volume of people he was, you know, that he was seeing was just because he had that book and uh, was able to use it as a tool, as a marketing tool for his practice. Perfect. No, that's great. And I know another thing that I've done, you know, I wrote the one book, the, the Desk Jockeys Manifesto, uh, most recently. And 
after writing that book and having it on a, also on a Word document, I was able to just repurpose a lot of that content that we wrote for the book into little smaller parcels of information that could be emails, Facebook ads, um, blog posts, like all kinds of different things we would be able to do with the content that we wrote. And I mean, I, I probably had six months worth of things I dripped out of that I just took from, from that book. And sure. Use it. So it, it's definitely a good content repurposing aspect. Well, that's one of the things too. We'll tell docs is, um, especially when it comes to like you know Facebook strategies and, and videos for YouTube. <clears throat> Once you have a, a good idea of what you want your book to be about, and you brainstorm and you've got all these different you know chapter ideas and stuff, shoot a short video on each you know little topic, and you know it may be this one chapter. There's three points you want to get across about the benefit of drinking water, for example. Yes. Uh, well, you can do three short videos about that. Well, now you, I mean, you can turn that into a podcast. You can, you know, put it on YouTube. You've got content on Facebook. So yeah, you can, you can repurpose a lot of this stuff, you know, and that's one of the things too you can do now is you can actually, we'll have docs that'll, we'll come up with a really tight outline and they'll either do videos or whatever and just teach through it. Well, you can take that video Upload it to rev rev dot com. Yep, they'll transcribe it for a dollar a minute. It's so cheap, and they're very, very, very good, very accurate. Well, now you've got all the content for your book, and now you just have to go back and get it all edited. Then you have to get it typeset and book layouts, all that stuff done. But your content itself, you can get done pretty easy nowadays. But I would definitely recommend you know doing what you said and and have all that to repurpose that content. Yeah, and then obviously when you have the book, the way of distributing it, what what were some of the ways that your docs are distributing the book to get it out there to the community that they do have one? Different ways. One of the best things to do is to use it to actually get on local media. You know, even if you're in some of these bigger markets. Now, I will say this, some bigger markets they do offer different segments uh where the, you know, they, they'll have doctors on and stuff. Yeah. A lot of times you can get this for free. Some places do charge, but you know what? Even if they did charge, cost you a thousand dollars to get on or whatever. If you're in a really big market, it can still be very, very beneficial to you. Uh, one of my docs in Dallas, uh, we did his book, and, and then he was on, and he had a, a seminar coming up, just in an office talk. And what he did is they interviewed him a little bit about the book, and then he talked about these different protocols for these things he was doing in his office. And then they closed out the segment saying, look, you know, I've got a workshop coming up. It's free of charge, but we only have room for 30 people. Uh, the first 20 people that sign up to go ahead and call and register, we're going to get you a copy of the book for free. And you have like 60-something people call within the first like 10 minutes or something. It's crazy. But now you've got that video that you can put on your website, that you can use in your Facebook marketing, that you can use over and over again. Dr. John Artis that did the Overlook book we were talking about, he's been interviewed on a bunch of different radio shows up in Chicago. And a lot of these radio shows, they have big followings on Facebook, and so they'll do Facebook Lives while he's been interviewed on the radio. And so he'll have his copy of his book, and they're showing it, you know, and that's just another piece of content that you get to use. So I would definitely try to do something where you can get in local media with it. That's one. And even when you're out at different events, you know Dr. Tabor Smith. Yep. Mm -hmm. We actually met. I was helping him do his book like ten years ago. Okay. And so he's got a couple of books now, but he'll he does a lot of screenings and he always has them set up. Now you don't want to give a book to every 
person that stops by your booth. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. But it may be that you know if they go ahead and you know prepay for an appointment, mm-hmm. you know for their you know day one or whatever, that you give them a copy of the book. Even from doing stuff like that, people go to a health fair or something like that, and they're cleaning out their car. They're going to throw away brochures and all this stuff. People don't throw away books. They just don't. You know, they put it on their shelf. It makes them feel smart. So, you know, that's another reason right there. Yeah, it's a big one, too. And like on the scale of uh, on the hierarchy of content, and there is a hierarchy of content, a book is very, very high up there. You know, it's it's definitely on the top part of that hierarchy, like you mentioned. Right. One other thing I wanted to really bring up, and I'm going to ask you a couple more questions on that, was that I, when I had my book, I did, again, I, I had it each chapter as its own PDF as well. And so then if there was something that a patient in my office brought up, instead of having to go through maybe the whole rigmarole of it, I'd be like, you know what? I got this whole chapter on what you exactly, like basically that helps answer the question. And in my computer, in my treatment room right there, we can email our patients through the EHR system. And I would just attach right there that one chapter, right? Just give them the chapter on, on the PDF format that helps answer it. And so it was a way of me giving them content through that way. Just like I do, like I'll send them the links to different YouTube videos that help answer questions or podcast episodes I've had. Uh, so it's another way of distributing to your current patients that that helps add value and how, helps add to the patient experience, in my opinion. Sure. Especially if, let's say that you're just, you know, straight chiropractic, you may only be spending three to five minutes with a patient, you know, if that. And so it's hard to really educate that patient because we all know that an educated patient is going to be the best patient. They're going to refer refer more people. They're going to stick with care. Uh, they're going to be compliant. Well, when you have the book and you can say, you know what, do this. Like they ask a specific question, do this. Before your next appointment, I want you to go back and read chapter three. It's one of the things we cover in the book. Go back and read chapter three, you know, or something like that. So that's it's their textbook for care. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. It's it's a really uh, good way of doing that. So I think you know, I think people realize the benefits of books, and I think that if they did it, they know that it would benefit them. But I do think there's a, a lot of people in general, and chiropractors in general, would be uh, they think it's a daunting task to do it. So you know, in like three to five minutes or so. How could you break it down for the for the chiropractor that this doesn't have to be a very tedious, tough process and, and how you do that with chiropractors? I've actually written a couple of my books in three weeks nice. from the idea in my head to the book in my hand. Now, it typically takes us longer to do that whenever we're actually doing it with doctors, for doctors, you know, because there's a lot of back and forth and the, all the, the content is written the way they want. But the main thing that you, you're going to start off with is going to be, we've got to get to that outline. So how do you get to that outline? And one of the things we do is just brainstorm different ideas. You know, get out a legal pad, have a general idea of what you want the topic of the book to be about. And then what are things that you want your patients to know? And just start mind mapping everything out. And then from there, we typically say take a couple of days. Don't just sit down and within 30 minutes go from there to your outline because what's going to happen is once you commit to start writing a book, your subconscious is going to continually be working. In the next couple of days, you're going to be treating a patient or you know visiting with a patient or something, and something's going to snap. You know, click and you're going to ah that needs to be in the book too, or that needs to be in the book. So once you start this process, give it a few days to kind of marinate. 
because it's a lot easier to add content in the beginning than to go back and try to figure out where it's going to make the most sense. But once you have a really, really tight outline, it, it's really pretty easy because let's say that, you know, like we use the example while I go about it, you know, a chapter on the benefits of water. Okay. If that's going to be chapter one, what are three points about that that you want to make? Okay. What about chapter two? What are three main points that you want to make? Chapter three, chapter four, and you just go through. And then if you want, typically what we do, once we have a tight outline, we'll actually go to, if, you know, they're paying us to just do all the work for them. We want it to be their content. We want it to, we want it to be true to their voice. And then we will go through and do all the writing, editing, all that. But there's a lot of this stuff you can do yourself. You know, once you have that done, you can go lock yourself in the closet and record it. Just record through each one of these chapters, send it over to Rev, have them transcribe it. You know, if each chapter you're spending 15 minutes on, it's going to cost you $15 a chapter. You know, now it's still going to need to be edited, you know, and syntax stuff. You're still going to need to get some, uh, you know, some, some editing and stuff done on it. But that's how you're going to get the majority of your content out. And then from there, we recommend using CreateSpace. That's what we use. It's an Amazon company. You can get your books done. Our average book, we just finished one last week. I think it was $2.30 a book to have printed. Okay. Whether you want one book or whether you want 100. And whenever I worked in office for Dr. Kerr, we had some colored trifolds printed up that we would take to screenings and stuff with us. We were paying about $2.50 a piece for those. Yeah. yeah. Right? And now you can have a book for the same price. You know, it's just, it's pretty incredible. But then CreateSpace will let you put it on Amazon and stuff like that. So so that takes away the publishing concern as well, right? You just do it through CreateSpace? Right. Because most doctors, they're not looking to use this to make a lot of money selling the book. Correct. Right? Yeah. It's just, it's a fancy business card. Yeah. It's just a tool. So for that, yes, we would recommend, you know, CreateSpace. Now, we have had some doctors we've worked with that kind of had some bigger goals and stuff for their book. And they may do some things a little bit different. And then you may want to see about, well, what can you do to actually get it published traditionally? That's something that we typically don't do. On yeah. our, we're, we're working more with the docs that just want to use it for some publicity and stuff in their local market. And I think that's a big distinction to make is we're not trying to turn these folks into Tim Ferriss, right? And like, right. <laughs> and, and make tons of money off the book and have a 600-page book that looks like a, a Bible. You know, we're just trying to create content for the perspective or current patient in your community that gets the message across. And you can do that relatively, you know, 80 pages, 50 pages, 100 pages. It doesn't have to have a certain number, but it doesn't have to be 300 pages to, to do this and doesn't have to be cumbersome. So, and I think it's tech, obviously, like you mentioned, the technologies or like I'm a big believer in delegating, write the check. There's folks out there like you that, that can get this done for you. Obviously, you want to get their voice, and they have to do some of the work for sure. But some of the, I think, the hurdles that people have in their mind are the ones that, that you will help take care of, and obviously, certain technologies like CreateSpace. Sure. And our books, typically, we shoot for most of them around 115, 120 pages or more. Once you get up to around that, you, you need it to be wide enough that you can put your your title and stuff on the spine. Yep. So, you know, if you have a book that's only 80 pages, you're not going to be able to get the title printed on the spine and stuff. So we do shoot, you know, for that. That makes sense. But there's all kinds of things you can do. One of our docs, we're doing a call to action at the end of each chapter. 
Okay. You know, he wants some action steps for them to take, mm-hmm. you know, and his is more on like the ketogenic diet and things like that. So, you know, what are some small baby steps you can take after reading this chapter so they'll start implementing and start putting it into practice? So there's all kinds of things like that you can do. Perfect. Any other last tools or tips as far as the, the book writing process? You know, start looking at cover designs too. Once you decide you do want to do a book, you know, get on Amazon, go to the bookstore, and it doesn't have to be a health topic book that you're looking at. Just look at all mm-hmm. different books. Find out something that, you know, what really stands out to you? What is it that you like? And then you can hire people to design your cover specific to that. You know, it's going to, it, there's companies out there that help doctors write books. And then they're, you look at their covers and they're like from 1987. Yeah, yeah. It's like horrible. And if you're going to do the work, I mean, there's a saying, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because people judge a book by its cover. You know, <laughs> get, That's just awesome. make sure you spend some, some time and resources on getting a really good cover done, you know, and decide do you want to be on the cover? Do you want to be on the front? You just want to be on the back. You know, hire a photographer, get some really high, re- nice, high resolution images of you. So that's perfect. It's a lot of those sayings they're saying for a reason, right? That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you for that. I mean, I, I really wanted to try to get people to understand that book writing doesn't have to be daunting and it can be done. And the reward is is very, very high. Obviously, we could probably do a two hour podcast on, on every little step there is, but You've mentioned some great uh, tools, some like some of the technologies out there. So I do appreciate that. And I think, you know, we've conveyed the message that this is important. This can be done. The creation of it will take a lot less time than you expect. And then the content you're going to have from it that you can repurpose is going to be a lot and probably months worth of really good content to have. And then you can, you know, like for me, I, I have our books amongst other content that we've created ourselves in my reception area. So we've removed all of yep. the, the magazines that were like, you know, golf magazine and all that. And we've put our informational stuff that we've written there and it's useful stuff and people take it and it's obviously branded. So it's a, it's a good, I always talk about the before, during and after units of marketing and the during unit being that patient experience from when they call your office to when they're done. It's a good way of uh, having that during unit marketing while they have it. But then it's also good after unit because again, Maybe that book is sitting in their their bookshelf, and a year later they have a really bad headache or something, and they think about that. So uh, it's a good way of staying top of mind. You know, I actually went by Tabor's office. He's in Houston, about an hour and a half from where I am. Okay. And he has a binder, and it's just a testimonial binder. And I've seen other offices do something similar. Uh, some of the testimonials may be in there a couple of times, yep. maybe under some cervical issues and then under headaches also or whatever. We were talking, I said, I mean, you need to, you need to have your staff type these up and print these into a book. It's uh-huh. just, I think his practice, I think it's pure life chiropractic, something like that. I don't know, but you know, pure life chiropractic success, success stories. And it's just a book just on testimonials, you know, by different conditions or things like that. I mean, that's, that's a great way to to get some content done for your book. Let me ask you a question. I know you mentioned not giving away books at say the screenings. And I, I understand that too. If you get those down to like that $2 and 50 cents each, and you have a pretty good case uh, average coming in, would you recommend potentially giving all new patients the book? 
it's whatever you, you're going to feel comfortable doing. Gotcha. You know, now some of our offices, what they'll do is uh, when they're following up and they feel that they've got somebody that could be a potentially good patient, you know, they may do it is another step in the marketing funnel. Gotcha. Is, you know, now we'll send them a book out or whatever. But look, you know, at 250 a book or whatever it's going to be, if you feel comfortable giving them all out, give them all out. Now, I have heard somebody say that before. If this is your book, how is it going to benefit your practice if there are 5,000 people in your community that have a copy of your book? What's that going to do for your practice? So looking at it like that, well, yeah, you may want to just get them out there. But that's going to you know, be whatever. Just put together some kind of strategy, some kind of plan. I do think you can sell it. But also, if it's a pay, if it's a new patient, potentially give it to them because I mean, you know, they already are giving money, so it's not like you're you're giving to just everybody. So there is that barrier right. of entry. So all right, cool, right. perfect. All right, we're gonna wrap it up here. Don't want to take too much more of your time, but one of the questions I always like to ask, and uh, you may have answered it earlier, but uh, you can reiterate it if you if you did. But uh, what does uh, modern marketing mean to you? Using the tools and resources that we have available to us now to effectively deliver your message to your market. Yep. And I think too many chiropractors are failing to do that. And it's just uh, kind of sad. And I think they need to really focus on that. Yep. Yeah. So perfect. Awesome. So uh, I wanted to thank you too, because I was a guest on your podcast and I'll let you kind of briefly de- describe that. But uh, I've gotten a lot of chiropractors that reached out to me from that podcast because I had offered them the the healthy info cards. And a lot of people definitely mentioned uh, your podcast. So So tell our audience a little bit about it. Uh, yes, it was uh, Cairo Candy. We actually started it back in 2015, and it's very similar to this in the fact that it's really more about marketing. It's you know just practice growth strategies, and you know have guests like yourself on. I mean, it was just how can I help give value to the marketplace? So uh, it's called Cairo Candy, and uh, you can go go to CairoCandy.com for more information. And even if I can plug the the site that where we do talk about some of the books and stuff, you can go to com forward slash marketing. And uh, you can actually see some of the book covers and stuff we've done on there. And then it talks about the different services and stuff we offer to help you get your message out. Perfect. That's great. And I, I know people will take you up on that. Um, I probably will be in the near future. Uh, not this year. I got a lot on my plate, but 2019, I'm thinking about another book. So uh, it's just, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of things going on in 2018, but, uh, 2019, I'm looking to do it. Do it. I've got the content. I got the content. That's for sure. Hey, that's typically the most difficult part is coming up yeah, with the content. Absolutely. So I just got to get on it, but, uh, I want to really thank you for your time. I've, uh, enjoyed working with you on different things as, uh, you know, we met uh, a year ago, exactly in Puerto Rico, and it's been fun to be on each other's podcast. You've been a great contributor to to my marketing uh, Facebook group, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share it with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.